The following presentation was recorded at the Newbury Buddhist Monastery, Victoria, Australia. Please visit our website at nbm.org.au. Today, I thought to remind again the reality of our body and mind, reality of this life. So I thought, I think always, it is the important thing to tell to the listeners who listen to a Dharma talk. So Lord Buddha also advised the same thing for the, to the monks to teach people these uh, Four Noble Truths and the path. So therefore I, I thought it is good to remind uh, this impermanent nature, non-self nature and suffering nature of the life. It is the reality because uh, if we accept it as the reality, we, we are not fighting against whatever thing we are experiencing, but we, we train ourselves to let go things. We train our body and mind to let go things and uh, pacify our body and mind, not to agitate again, in against the, the, our experiences. So you have, to ha you have to train your body and mind because body and mind already trained to react all the experiences you get from through your six sense basis, six senses. So when the experiences are coming in, you just react on these things because that is the training uh, you get from your birth or you got from your previous lives. So that's why it is important to understand what Lord Buddha taught us and how to extinguish suffering by practicing the right attitude or the right view and then right intentions and right verbal actions, bodily actions, right livelihood and then right effort to to place your mind on right references. That means the satipattana, the sati, the, my, uh, the mindfulness. You focus to the right references and keep on the uh, watching those uh, realities within yourself. And then you start understanding the reality of body and mind by direct experiencing. Then you develop your mind to totally extinguish your senses first the extinguish five senses and all forms feelings perceptions and uh, ultimately the all five the five sense consciousnesses you learn to extinguish so once you develop your mind to that stage you clearly know by your your direct experience it is possible to extinguish these consciousnesses. These consciousnesses arise based on causes and conditions. When the causes and conditions are ceasing, these, the consciousnesses also cease. So it is just a natural phenomena. Uh, 
so you directly you can experience this reality within yourself so that's why it is important to to always remind the buddha's teaching the core teachings the or the base basic teachings of buddhism so this impermanent nature non self nature and suffering nature this is the uh, uh the, the the directly you can see this reality in this world so today i uh, remind how lord buddha taught us this impermanent nature so we i i read the sutta later first i will try to relate your day to day experiences the and understand this impermanent nature and non self nature so therefore the suffering arise within us so within this body and mind so then uh, the the this this the i i i saw this uh, many people listen to the the election in america so <laughs> it is the the very funny sometimes the some people act in a totally uh, strange way not uh, not uh, usually you can't see the american uh, presidents uh, act like that so these things you can see uh, why people see act in different ways and why the the voters act in different ways so those people the the people the, all these presidents come from the majority vote so why people vote so totally based on the perceptions and uh, feelings at that moment leads to give the this vote to a person so that is the if you if you reduce this one to your day to day work you will see how you choose things so totally based on the perceptions arise at that moment sometimes little later you you see ah oh, i missed i forgot something ah oh, that is not the good thing something else is a good thing so things always this mind is changing but these perceptions and uh, feelings and perceptions arise based on causes and conditions arise at that moment but these are not permanent things these feelings perceptions and causes and conditions behind these feelings and perceptions also not permanent not only permanent these are uncertain that is the meaning of anicca so the causes and conditions are not certain this is such change <laughs> time to time based because your past karma is not only a one karma there is a large number of karma karma means previous intentions so previous intentions are a large number of intentions so which intention uh, ripen in this moment is totally depend on the moment so sometimes the supporting causes may be there that depend on the supporting causes it arise but when the different set of causes are there the another different karma ripen and give a different feeling and different perception so then your choices totally based on those this this process the feelings and perceptions
So therefore you choose something. But later you see oh, something went wrong. That is wrong, wrong choice. So I forgot this one. I forgot that one. So later you. Or depending on the later experiences. You change your mind. So these things change time to time. So all the time. When the consciousness is working, you have a choice. That means the craving is there to a certain extent. That means the uh, Lord Buddha say all these processes of consciousness based on delusion. Because if you understand the big picture, the, the, the whole thing, so how these things are happening, you never value this the conscious process. You just let it extinguish, let it fade away and extinguish. You just use it only for your day-to-day -day work. And you don't worry about whatever thing you choose. So you know <laughs> whatever thing you choose can... Uh, you, you may have a different uh, idea about you, whatever thing you have done now. So you are not highly grasped on these things or lightly hold on your... Uh, feelings and perceptions. You just let it fade away and disappear. You act accordingly. You act in appropriate way to the present moment. That is the only thing you can do when you are dealing with the external world or living in this world. Because all your feel, forms, feelings, perceptions and volitions and then consciousnesses all are impermanent uncertain, subject to change. Therefore, all these things lead to suffering. So then you, you can see this, the election in America. There. So some people are happy, some people are unhappy. So different people have different intentions. Some people fight to, to keep the, the current president, present president. So some people want to quickly get <laughs> let him go back, go to home and uh, the appoint the next president and run the place. So you see the democracy, the, the important thing, the democracy under threat, under different kind of uh, threat, threat. Because now people, sometimes people's, the majority is shift to uh, different directions and uh, come to the, the threatening stages to the to the whatever thing uh, already you, the people valued early so these things can change depend on people's experiences different people have different experiences and different valuation so the majority uh, choice can shift to here and there so that's a, that is that is the important thing we have to understand the world is that kind of uncertain place so sometimes you get the agreeable uh, experiences sometimes you get disagreeable experiences that is this that is the reality of this life so most of the time we are running behind the agreeable experiences but we don't consider all these experiences are impermanent and subject to change and vanish. So therefore, whatever experience you have now is impermanent. 
and uncertain. You don't know the stability of that experience, how, how long it will last. We don't know. So uh, how long this world lasts, we don't know. How, how, how long time you will not experience another world war, we don't know. <laughs> this, all these things are uncertain things. So that's why you can see how the world is, uh, the people's intentions, people's at, uh, attitudes and actions move from one to the other. So it is another nice experience we had this year from end of the last year, this COVID experience. This pandemic, who, ex who expected this pandemic? No one. So most of the time before this pandemic, people thought they can control pandemics and uh, people, they can protect the, the, uh, the citizens of their country they have the power uh, to control this power of science or power of knowledge or experience they had. But in this instance, you can see the most uh, powerful countries in this world, how much people are dying in, in those countries. So they don't have a control. So they don't have a remedy. They don't... They, they, they have no way to control this disease. Just they can ask people to wear masks and uh, be, uh, practice the, the safe uh, practices. Go behind, the, they practice the right uh, way of behaving to stop spreading this uh, disease. So the... Uh, Meaning is some people don't like it, don't like the government, the, the controlling government, they, by, uh, they, they give, uh, imposing controls to themselves by the government. So they, they fight against the governments. So you can see the choices, people's choices are vary based on their perceptions and the, 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 the feelings and perceptions. And their feelings and perceptions based on whatever thing they are experiencing and how they, their minds were conditioned. So this is the way how this world works. So different people have different educations, different understandings, different experiences. So that's why different people have different uh, choices. Nanatta kaya, nanatta sanya. The different... People have different perceptions, different bodies. This may the, the, the bodies means the uh, form, form and uh, this uh, uh, nama part. That means the uh, spiritual part. Both are different to each other, and change the change based on causes and conditions, when causes and conditions are changing. But the Dhamma is change, same. The processes, natural phenomena and process is same for each and every living being. But the causes and conditions for each and every living being is different. So that's why uh, there are differences in, in opinion, differences in, in uh, perceptions and volitions 
and feelings. So that's why Lord Buddha say, if you understand this reality, you are kind to all living beings because they don't have a control on their bodies and minds. Because all these conditions come naturally, come to you and it is automatically programming and running. What you value, you, you try to keep in and hold on and practice accordingly. This, this process is automatic, it is natural. So when we have that understanding, we don't worry, we see whatever way, whatever the, the choices we have, it leads to suffering. Whatever feelings, whatever uh, forms, feelings, perceptions, volitions and consciousnesses we have, it leads to suffering. So that's why we practice letting go things and fade away and totally extinguish all forms, feelings, perceptions and volitions and experience the total extinguishment. So develop our mind to achieve that mental states and then we, we, we uh, develop our mind to go to the total extinguishment. So then we clearly understand by direct experience only place we can avoid suffering is there. So that means the total extinguishment. So if there is any consciousness arise, it leads to suffering because all, all the components of consciousness is impermanent, subject to change and lead to suffering. And the consciousness arise, the, the, your choices also a part of the consciousness. Whatever, whatever thing you, whatever feelings, perceptions arise in your mind, it leads to create choices. That means pasapachya vedana vedana pachya tanna. When any contact happens, there is a feeling. When the feeling arises, there is a uh, the grati gratification or the grasping, whatever thing is arise in the as a consequence. It is the it is the it is the dhamma. It is the natural phenomena of consciousness. It is the natural phenomena of body and mind. No one has a control on these things. That's why the total extinguishment. Lord Buddha uh, uh, taught to people to totally extinguish the suffering. So I will read a small sutta. So how Lord Buddha taught uh, this uh, reality to people in one short sutta. So... Uh, I am reading uh, Venerable Bhikkhu Bodhi's translation. This is a Samyukta Nikaya, Kanda Samyukta, Puppa Vagga, Puppa Sutta. Uh, if you go through this uh, Sutta Central or other uh, books, this is a Samyukta Nikaya 22.94. Samyukta Nikaya 22, Connected Discourses on the Aggregates. Number 94, Flowers. This is Puppa Sutta. 
at Savatthi. Because I do not dispute with the world. Rather, it is the world that disputes with me. A proponent of the Dhamma does not dispute with anyone in the world. Of that which the wise in the world agree upon as not existing, I too says, I too say that it does not exist. And of what which the wise in the world agree upon as existing, I too say that is exist, that is exists. And what is uh, what is it? Because that the wise in the world agree upon as not existing, of which I too say that it does not exist. Form that is permanent, stable, eternal, not subject to change. This the wise in the world agree upon as non-existing. And I too say that it, that it does not exist. Feeling that is permanent, stable, eternal, not subject to change. This is the wise in the world agree upon as not existing. And I too say that it does not exist. Perception that is permanent, stable, eternal, not subject to change. This is the wise in the world agree upon as not existing. And I too say that it does not exist. Volitional formations that is permanent, stable, eternal, not subject to change. This is the, uh, this is the wise in the world agree upon as not existing. And I too say that it does not exist. Consciousness that is permanent, stable, eternal, not subject to change. The, this the wise in the world agree upon as non-existing. And I too say that it does not exist. The, that because is what the wise in the world agree upon as non-existing, of which I too say that it does not exist. And what is it uh, because that the wise in the world agree upon as existing, of which I too say that is exists. Form that is permanent form that is impermanent, suffering and subject to change. This, this the wise in the world agree upon as existing and I too say that it exists. Feeling that is impermanent, suffering and subject to change. This the wise in the world agree upon as existing. And I too say that it that it exists. 
perception that is impermanent suffering and subject to change this is the vice in the world agree upon as existing and i too say that it exists volitional formations that is impermanent suffering and subject to change this the vice in the world agree upon as existing and i too say that it exists consciousness that is impermanent suffering and subject to change this the vice in the world agree upon as existing and i to say that it exists that because is what the vice in the world agree upon as existing of which i too say that it exists there is because a world phenomenon in the world to which the tathagata has awakened and broken through having done so he explains it he teaches it proclaims it establishes it discloses it analyzes it and elucidates it and what is the world phenomenon in the world to which the tathagata has awakened and broken through from bikus form form bikus is a world phenomenon in the world to which the tathagata has awakened and broken through having done so he explains it teaches it proclaims it establishes it discloses it analyzes it elucidates it when it is being thus explained and elucidated by the buddha uh, by the tathagata if anyone does not know and see how can i do anything with that foolish worldling blind and uh, sightless who does not know and does not see feeling because is the world phenomenon in the world to which the tathagata has awakened and broken through having done so he explains it teaches it proclaims it establishes it discloses it analyzes it elucidates it when it is being thus explained and elucidated by the tathagata if one does not know and see how can i do anything with that foolish worldling blind and sightless who does not know and does not see perception because is the world phenomenon in the world to which the tathagata has awakened and broken through having done so he explains it teaches it proclaims it establishes it discloses it analyzes it elucidates it when it is being thus explained and elucidated by tathagata if anyone does not know and see 
how can I do anything with that foolish worldling, blind and slight, uh, sightless, who does not know and does not see? Volitional formations because is a world phenomenon in the world to which the Tathagata has awakened and broken through. Having done so, he explains it, teaches it, proclaims it, establishes it, discloses it, analyzes it, elucidates it. When it is being thus explained and elucidated by Tathagata, if anyone does not know and see, how can I do anything with that foolish worldling, blind and slight, sightless, who does not know and does not see? Consciousness is a world phenomenon. In the world, in the world to which the Tathagata has awakened and broken through. Having done so, he explains it, teaches it, proclaims it, establishes it, discloses it, analyzes it, elucidates it. When it is being thus explained and elucidated by the Tathagata, if anyone does not know and see, how can I do anything with that foolish worlding, blind and sightless, who does not know and does not see. Because just a blue, red or white lotus is born in the water and grows up in the water. But having risen up above the water, it stands unsullied by the water. So too, the Tathagata was born in the world and grew up in the world but having come, overcome the world, he dwells unsullied by the world. So that is the end of the sutta. So Lord Buddha says, Lord Buddha can just introduce, tell people this impermanent nature and non-self nature and suffering nature to people. So if people don't see this reality within themselves, so they, they don't uh, see and they don't, uh, they don't develop the faith and confidence towards these teachings and this uh, path. So important thing is the practicing path. When, when a person starts practicing path, they, they can directly experience this reality of total extinguishment. That means the reality of total... Uh, 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 emancipation or, or, or total extinguishment of suffering you can directly experience within yourself. So that's why it is important to encourage people to practice the path. So when a person practice the path to the, the final stages they can directly experience the total extinguishment of suffering. So therefore I would like to uh, remind so the third noble truth, how to practice meditation and uh, uh, how this right view support to the deeper stages of the practice. So I, 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 uh, I briefly, I will remind because when you keep in mind this impermanent nature, so impermanent nature in your all eye, ear, nose, tongue, body and mind 
and all forms, feelings, perceptions and volitions and consciousnesses, all these things are impermanent, subject to change and lead to suffering. That is the reality of this body and mind. So therefore, when, when you are living in your day-to-day -day life, actually you have to use this body and mind to do your day-to-day -day, uh, duties. So then, if you keep in mind this reality, you don't worry much about whatever feeling, perception, volition arise in your mind. So you just use it by uh, the removing the, the unskillful part and keep the skillful part. So because you don't value too much, you are not highly attached to your feelings, perceptions and volitions. So therefore, you can easily subside the unskillful part, the uh, greed, hatred-based part. You can just uh, put aside and use only non-greed, non-hatred-based uh, the actions and uh, feelings, perceptions and volitions which are based on non-greed, non-hatred and non-delusion. Non-delusion means using the right view and keep the understanding about this, uh, the impermanent nature, non-self nature and suffering nature of body and mind. So when you are using this non-delusion, non-greed, non-hatred arise, that, that is the meaning of the second factor of noble eightfold path. Uh, Non-harming thoughts, non-ill will or non-ill will thought and non-sensual thoughts arise based on right view. So therefore, you can cultivate right uh, verbal actions, right bodily actions and right livelihood when you are living in your day-to-day -day life and uh, the, the interacting with the external world. But when you have a free time, you can let go all the external world stuff and you can focus your attention to your in, body and mind and uh, uh, focus, uh, keep the sustained attention on your body like breath meditation or contemplate their body, their parts from head to toe and toe to head. So you can use the 32 part meditation or the the, the breath meditation or any other meditation related to your body because it leads to the, the that is uh, your attention uh, continuously you keep on your body that is kaya nupasana then you see the kaya means here the body and the related mentality also important so that is namakaya and rupakaya both work together so, when you see means you are perceiving things, you feel things, you perceive things, you, the, the volitions arise in your mind, inner speech or the, the thinking mind arise. So, you see how it works and Lord Buddha encouraged to subside the, the, the thinking mind, that means the sankara, the Volitions, you just cut off and let go and let them calm down and disappear. So then you start seeing the bodily 
formations, the, the volitional formations related to body. So the the feelings, perceptions, and volitions related to body, you can you can clearly see when your mind becomes silent. Not there is no uh, verbalization in in your mind. Then you can see the bodily. Uh, the formations, volitions. You want to move your body. You want to move your uh, limbs. Sometimes these things actually no no verbal part there. So you can see how it arises and how how your mind works with your body. So you you then you see the sankara is working. So then you let them calm down and settle. So you 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 are not going to act according to these feelings and perceptions. You just be kind and kind, soft and gentle to your body and mind and let the body and mind become calm and quiet. So in this way, you train your body and mind to be, uh, uh, to be calm and still and, f and uh, still your mind in focus to, to, to this body as a reference. So then you see how things rise and pass away. You are not going to change anything, but you just see how things rise and pass away. You are not reacting. You are not acting or reacting. You just uh, stay in passive mode. So you see things how rise and pass away. So then you train your body and mind to be passive, not, not to act uh, according to the, 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 the intentions arise in your body. So you just specify your body. So in this way, you, you let go and let the fade away and disappear all your intentions related to your body. So this is a training. When you get this training, you can sit still for a long time without any movement. And in the same time, you enjoy the stillness of your body and mind. You have to train, you have to value that stillness of the body and mind. And uh, you, uh, that means if you, if you have the right view, then you, you, you have the right intention. Not the sensuality, but the abandoning the sensuality, you value abandoning the sensuality. Abandoning the, the, this body, you value. Because the understanding about the path, understanding about the reality of body and mind leads to this, uh, ho uh, this uh, skillful volitions arise in your mind, skillful intentions arise in your mind. Then your valuation, your, uh, uh, how, then you see the stillness and peacefulness of mind as a valuable thing, important thing. And you see, there is no bodily uh, uh, intentions, feelings are there. Perceptions, feelings, perceptions and volitions are not there related to your body and mind. So you, you, you experience the stillness of your mind by abandoning the, the bodily part. So then you 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 feel much more happy and comfortable your body than having 
they're doing a lot of work or they're, they're engaging in so many different actions, bodily movements. So people train themselves in their life, normal day-to-day -day life to enjoy doing things. But when you, are, when you have the right view and right attitude towards your life, you don't enjoy doings. You just enjoy the stillness. You cultivate that right attitude towards all your experiences. So then you enjoy the stillness. That is why the people uh, go forth and let go the, 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 the lay life and come to ordination and come to, to live as a monk or nun. So they enjoy the stillness of body and mind. But in their day-to-day -day life, they have to do some amount of work where they are living and how they are living. So according to their living, they have to feed their bodies. They have to maintain their bodies. So they are, therefore, they have to, the, to find out a, a, a way, a right livelihood. So they have to deal with this world for maintaining their body. So that's why they work. So that's why they act and speak to the world. But when they have a free time, they just go to the stillness. They take their mind to the stillness and this freedom of suffering. So they train themselves to, to bring their mind to, the, to these higher stages of the practice. So that is the, the purpose of the path. That is, the, that, that is the purpose of the ordination. That is the purpose of this ordained life. So, uh, developing the, the higher stages of mind, that means the uh, right stillness, developing right stillness, is the end of the, all these practices. Once a person trained to attain jhanas, that is the end of the training. So then he practices again and again these seven enlightenment factors until come to the total understanding, total experience of uh, the full extinguish, extinguishment of mind. Because when attaining jhanas, they experience the five sense world extinguishment. That means to totally extinguish the five sense consciousnesses at that moment. And only the mind is there. So they practices the, the seven enlightenment factors to, to complete the, the vijja. The, that means the complete the, the, the total understanding and total extinguishment of mind, all feelings and perceptions until the all feelings and perceptions extinguish the practice and attain the, the total extinguishment of mind. That means the nirodha. So that is the meaning of the path. That is the meaning of the third noble truth and fourth noble truth. So if you have any questions, now you can ask. I can answer. We have 10 minutes. We don't appear to have any, received any question so far. Okay. 
so the it is important to <laughs> keep in mind this uh, the re, uh, the understanding about the reality so this is uh, then you can in even in your day to day life if any uh, any unhappy mind uh, or, or greed or hatred arise in your mind you can easily subside if you keep keep in mind this reality of the body and mind according to lord buddha's teachings this impermanent nature non self nature and suffering nature is always there with your body and mind so that's why the lord buddha say you have to you have to train yourself to let go things and then you can quickly gain the happiness because disappearing suffering is you are happy you are contented so if you know the causes and conditions of suffering you quickly you gain the subside of suffering means you are happy you are contented so that's why the lord buddha say you should not expect things that you can't get from this world the impermanent stuff permanent stuff and uh, the stable things everything is unstable can change and vanish so this reality you have to keep in mind Yeah no okay okay no no questions yes So we have still we have 8 minutes yes So we can ah huh? Yeah very good Yeah you can meditate little bit and uh, if you have any questions you can ask So it is good to keep uh, the uh, the understanding about this reality and let go and try to free your mind from all thinking and enjoy the silent stillness of your mind. So this is a uh, this is the, the the perception you have to develop in your mind uh, in Pali in uh, Sutta say sabha sankara samato sabbu padipatini sago tanakayo virago nibbanandi. etan santang etan panitang the these are the the more the the peaceful and delightful let letting go all the volitions in your mind and fade away everything and let all the all the feelings perceptions volitions to disappear it is very delightful and peaceful it makes your mind delightful and peaceful so lord buddha say this kind of perceptions you have to develop you are, you can read in this the translations of suttas in uh, in uh, uh, sutta central or other books you can find out many books of uh, suttas translations these things actually lord buddha teach me most of these things so then you you know how to avoid all sorts of suffering by letting go and let the things disappear so anyone has any questions you can ask i'll sit five more minutes <laughs> so within this five minutes if anyone ask questions i will answer otherwise we can uh, end this session So shall we meditate
enjoy the silent stillness of your mind by focusing your attention to your body and stop your inner talk and keep your attention on your body Excuse me. Ante. Hmm? Is that question, question is coming? A question just came up. Can okay. I, do you want to answer the question? No? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You okay. can answer. Yeah, otherwise so, we don't have time. Yeah, though. that's why I thought that's why I thought I need to interrupt. Okay. okay, the question is how to arise energy for sitting in meditation? How to bring up energy during the sitting yeah. meditation? Yeah, it is a good question because otherwise uh, the uh, you uh, once you sit for meditation, you fall in sleep. <laughs> or sometimes yeah the, the yeah it is important to have the energy to practice meditation that is that is an important part of meditation so the lord buddha say this sadda is important to arise energy sadda means the, the the faith and confidence towards your practice you should have a good understanding about what you are doing and the benefits of your practice you should know very well and you should have a faith towards your practice this practice make me better or this practice actually uh, give you uh, the uh, leads to subside suffering this practice leads to to well being of my body and mind it leads to Uh, it uh, gives uh, benefits to me this kind of uh, understanding you should have a strong understanding and strong uh, confidence about your practice when you have that strong confidence of your practice you have the energy to practice sadda is the first factor of indriya and bala dhamma india means the, these are the faculties spiritual faculties which are growing from the beginning these things become the powers of the the spiritual practice they are called baladam so the first factor is the 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 faith and confidence towards the practice the right understanding this one come from the right understanding and living with the the people who practice this path and the with energy so that is the one of the most important they, it it gives uh, they, uh, they strengthen your confidence in your mind so it is a important part to see the people who are practicing this path and develop uh, already develop their mind to a certain levels so that's why you have to find out the people Uh, who are practicing this path well and uh, the uh, have the, the the confidence and energy so when you are listening to them you naturally get that energy to you that is the one thing the another methods the, the different other methods also some places sometimes if you recollect about that kind of a person you naturally get the energy or you recollect uh, the whatever wholesome actions you have done early the then you can you can get some energy to practice meditation the happiness is the important part to give the meditation this happiness should come from the right place not the the happiness come from five senses 
but the happiness come from letting go and the happiness arise based on uh, shraddha shraddha means the, the, the confidence and uh, faith and confidence regarding the your meditation practice Pante, we have just one last question. Would okay. you like to answer that question? Okay, yes. It's relating to meditation. Okay. Yeah. I feel that many of our feelings fall into neutral category, which I find doesn't motivate to do anything at all. Yeah. And I feel lazy and lost. Yeah. So what can one do to motivate ourselves to do meditation, I guess? Yeah. This, this, uh, when you see this, your feelings are actually neutral most of the time. So the meaning is the, the, the feelings always arise uh, based on causes and conditions, but your mind is wandering in this realm. So the, you always live in the sensual world with having different experiences. So you are boring with all these experiences. So if you know Dhamma, the, to, to the, the, the understanding about the path of totally extinguishing this five sense world and go to the mind world. So it is, it is not that mind world is not related to your five sense world. It is a different realm. It is a different uh, area of mind. So you have to have that understanding. You have to have that uh, uh, the right uh, knowledge regarding those mental states, then you get the enthusiasm to do it. So just let go. Then you, you are not worried about whatever thing arises in your mind regarding this five sense world. You just let go. You just focus your attention to, to the objects which are unusual to your five sense world. These are like, like you are watching something, something new, something strange. When you see something strange, you watch carefully, you watch interestingly, because it is totally unusual to you. So that kind of enthusiasm arises in your mind when you, when you have the right understanding and when you are watching your breath or, or your body, scan your body in that, that sense, you have a different energy to see your body, watch your body. These things come from the right understanding about meditation. It is not natural. That's why it is important to see the people who are practicing meditation in right way. So then you get that encouragement or the, the enthusiasm to do it and see it, see something the, the special and enjoy the, the happiness arise when you abandon your five sense world. So it is a total different experience for, for all the common worldlings in this world. So you should get that enthusiasm. Otherwise, you, your mind is just wandering. You are not, uh, uh, you don't have enough energy to practice. Is it? Yep, that was the last That's question. That was the last question. Yeah, okay, now time to we, wrap we up. can uh, finish this Dharma talk. So, by paying respect to Buddha, Dhamma, and Sangha. Okay, I'm going to pay respect to Buddha, Dhamma, Sangha.